This is the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm the family man that loves all things tactical. We're coming to you every week with episodes for gun owners, those interested in self-defense and concealed carry, and, of course, all you tactical gear junkies. If you're a family protector, you're in good company. Come on in, pull up a seat, and let's have some fun. back with this uh, week's episode of the most dangerous things to a family protector. I correct myself here. The five most dangerous things to the family protector. <clears throat> and uh, I can tell you quite honestly, uh, for the most part, ask me how I know. <laughs> it's true. Um, I've seen it in other people, um, happen to other people, and uh, I've seen some of these things happen to my myself, really. Um, and it's important because, you know, the whole goal of this whole podcast here is to uh, help family protectors. Um, most of those are going to be male, right? Um, because that's just, uh, that's how they were designed, right? But, um, you know, that's not to say women can't be uh, family protectors too, you know, in, in uh, whatever capacity that is, right? So I think it's important to take a look at what our biggest enemies are. And, you know, right off the bat, you know, you sit there and go, well, okay, um, you know, the criminal um, is, is the biggest uh, threat to uh, the family protector or somebody that would harm your children. And while I get that, um, that might not be the case in a conceptual approach. So I'm not going to beat around the bush, okay? You could be talking about uh, serial killers and thugs and all sorts of um, un-American political uh, activists that want violence and stuff like that. No, I'm going to tell you today the five biggest or most dangerous things to the family protector are ego, anxiety, anger, apathy, and vices. And we're going to go through each one of those, and I'm going to tell you why I think that's the case. Okay? The bottom line up front here is the reason why those, and maybe a few more, are the most dangerous things to the family protector is because they never rest. They're always working. They're always trying to get at you and cause you to be complacent um, and just really foul up your life. Right? Okay, so let's attack the first one here. Ego. Okay, ego, and I'll give it on a couple different levels so I make my point. But ego, to me, is like a drug. It makes it, you know, when you have an overinflated ego sense of self, you know, your self-worth is just, you know, you're above everybody else and all that kind of stuff. The problem is the effects of that are like a drug. You can't see in reality. You can only see through your inflated ego glasses that are, are like uh, beer goggles, right? Um, so it's super dangerous because if you're not seeing interactions that you have with human beings in reality, you're seeing them through this egocentric mind, you know, you're, you're treating people like crap. You know, you're you're not judging situations where you need to have humility, you know, rightful confidence, but humility. You're not seeing those situations clearly. And man, in a self-defense situation or an altercation, that can be super dangerous. Not to mention, it could affect your ability to provide for your family. 
um, by loss of job. So many people, the number one reason people lose jobs is because of ego, which affects your attitude. Now they'll turn around and say attitude is the, the reason why um, people lose their jobs, okay? But attitude is so closely related to ego. If you have an if you have an attitude problem, more than likely, um, it's it's an ego. It's a it's a thing where you're either overcompensating, or uh, you just incorrectly think you're bigger than what you are. Right. So this is definitely something that affects men. I think. Look, I'm not a psychiatrist, uh, not a not a therapist. So this is my guess at it. Just as your peer, right? Just as your buddy that uh, wants to hang out and have a beer with you. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, ego is uh, is kind of a way for us men to compensate uh, when we're, we're feeling small or puny or whatever. We, we puff ourselves up and, and uh, do a little self-talk and convince ourselves that we're really better than what we are um, without proving it, right? So anyway, I think that's that's a big thing. And I recognizing that ego can be a problem, I think, is in itself a cure, right? Um, you know, people can turn around and talk mean to you, talk down to you. And, um, you know, it's all in how you choose to do it. I mean, I'm not saying anything the audience doesn't know. We all know this. I mean, if you're, if you've made it to the adult age, you're aware of what ego is and, and that it can be bad. The problem is recognizing that, oh man, I'm uh, I'm exhibiting some some ego problems here, and having a little bit of uh, emotional intelligence, right? There's IQ and EQ. EQ is an emotional intelligence to be aware of yourself. Um, and again, you know, this is not a self help book uh, podcast, but it directly relates to how we handle altercations. I mean, if you just go through life drunk all the time, what kind of you know, with alcohol, what kind of protector are you going to be? Probably not a, an effective one. You're not going to make good decisions, and then you're physically not going to perform well. Well, the same thing goes with ego. You know, if if you're constantly drunk on your own ego, well, shoot, you know, you're going to get yourself into stupid situations, not handle es- escalating violence correctly, and then when it comes to training, you're probably not going to train all that effective either because that ego's in the way, constantly telling you that, Oh, I don't need to do that because I've mastered it. I don't need to retrain these combative skills. I don't need to retrain my pistol skills. Um, well, I can handle 75% of people in my dojo, um, and most people on the street aren't trained, so I, I'm, I got myself handled. And while that may be true, the reality is amateurs take out professionals all the time in altercations. Um Anyway, enough on ego. I'm going to, when I get to the end here, I'm, I'm going to tell you or show you something that's helped me with all five of these things. Um, and we'll go from there, you know, just kind of a, just to improve as family protectors. Remember again, you know, the idea of this podcast is never to preach at um, the audience because I don't, I don't feel that I have the standing to be a preacher. Okay. In, in any capacity, I just honestly want to have a podcast where I sit down and talk about real things that affect us family protectors. And I get so many people that I come across that make me better as a family protector, better as a husband, as a father and stuff. I just want to kind of share that. Um, 
But if you have something that you think towards the end of this podcast, hey, you know what, Chris, I'd like to share this with you. You brought up something and I think it might help you or it might help the community. I'd like you to go over to Facebook, go on the Family Man Tactical um, podcast there um, section, you know, where I, I put up this show and just drop a comment in there. Hey, this is what I thought. Um, I think you're wrong. I think you're right. Or I think I can help the rest of the um, the group, uh, the audience with uh, with my experience, right? So I'd love to hear from you. Number two is anxiety. Oh, this one affects so many people that I see. And so many men are trying to stuff that anxiety, you know, and um, and you can tell it's eating people up. If you've experienced anxiety, you can see the signs in other people, right? Um, and just how they handle themselves. And, and I'm not going to get into anxiety um, on a clinical level just because I'm not qualified. But I have experienced anxiety that I've learned to kind of deal with, you know. I think everybody feels some sort of anxiety to some level. Obviously, if you feel that it's uh, uncontrollable um, or it's it's getting out of whack, you need to talk to somebody, right? There's, there's qualified people out there. But anxiety, it steals our energy. And a family protector, man or woman, needs all the energy they can so that they can train to be better at what they are, spread the love to their family, and focus on the good things. Um, instead of just being constantly sapped by that uh, energy vampire called anxiety, right? Now, there's some real stuff in this world right now to be anxious about. You know, I mean, look at what's going on with the pandemic. You've got one one half of the country that says, hey, um, you need to take this, uh, this uh, COVID medicine. Um, and the other half that's going, no, I'm not sure yet. I want to see uh, clinical trials come through. Um, and, and you've got that whole thing going on. Then you've got another facet where uh, political elements are fighting over socialism uh, versus um, the fundamentals that this country was built on and um, a free market. You know, so you've got that going on. Then you've got um, the, the reality that we're about to hit, you know, inflation and jobs are being shaken up and the economy's kind of in flux. Um, there is a real... There's just in the U.S. alone, there's a real kind of divide building and um, it's a divide over freedom and rights. Right. And what what one group can tell the other one to do and that can make people anxious. Um, crime is on the rise. You've got political violence going on, um, just all sorts of horrible stuff that honestly, I'm, I'm surprised I'm seeing in the United States. I I kind of think that honestly, the reason why is is we've turned our back on traditional values, conservatism, and in general, um, you know, Judeo-Christian values and, and stuff like that. That's my thoughts, you know. Um, you might think I'm wrong, but hey, it is what it is. That's what I think. Um, and therefore, we've forgotten how to respect other, other folks' rights, respect um, their freedom to, you know, operate in business in an ethical way without um, intervention, uh, choose what medicine they put into their bodies, essentially have control over their lives, right? And and I think what we're seeing, um, even down to, hey, um, you know, you can go here, you can't go here because of all these pandemic reasons, that's building, you know, there's an immense anxiety going on. So is the point being, you know, my job's not to get in and referee all that. 
I'm just saying I'm observing a crap load of anxiety. Um, and you know that's affecting uh, family protectors, family providers. Um, just look at the news. Watch the crazy stuff that you see men going out and doing, right? So that's uh, that's something. There's, again, ways to handle that. I really, really promote getting out and doing some exercise. For instance, I noticed my exercise level was severely failing, um, and I was starting to get um, a little bit chunky around the waist there. And uh, so my wife and I, we bought... Uh, we bought bicycles. It was time to uh, replace those, and they actually came in stock. Now I thought, oh, I'm going to get a road bike and you know, a uh, racing bike, and and really. But honestly, you know what I got? I got an old grandpa cruiser bike, and that is so much fun. And you know why it's better than the road bike? Because it's comfortable, and I'm riding it every day. I'm doing about six miles every day. Get good and sweaty. I'm feeling better. I, I've got more energy. Another thing is to pray or meditate. You all know this. You know, maybe praying's not your thing. You're, you're not a spiritual, um, you know, creator-centric uh, person. Um, so maybe meditation is your thing. Again, um, I'm not shy about it. I'm a Christian. Um, so I, I pray. Uh, I love the Lord. And I believe that uh, He loves all you, uh, whether you agree or not. Um, but the reality is, um, that time where you just close out all the noise of the day, um, whether you pray or you just meditate, closing that out, focusing on deep breathing and breathing cycles, um, and then honestly, some self-talk. So this is something that's helped me um, not be anxious about things, is self-talk and be real about them. I mean, if you got to go into a room and talk out loud or just talk in your head, the reality is, there's things like, oh, what am I going to do if I lose my job? Well, what are you going to do? Well, I, I, I probably rely on uh, the safety of some savings. Um, and who knows, maybe maybe the um, unemployment insurance is still active, you know, and maybe this and maybe that. And, oh, that's right. I updated uh, a couple months ago. I updated my resume and all that kind of stuff. You need to talk to yourself. You need to say, well, I know those things. Yes, but you need to say it because your mind needs to hear you say it again. Um, little self-talk, things like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, if you look at it side by side, you go, well, about 10 minutes ago when I did this, um, when I hadn't done this, I, I was a little less secure about the thought of losing my job. And now I feel a little bit better, you know. Um, and you might identify areas through that self-talk that, okay, Maybe I didn't put savings um, in place to, to, in case I lost my job. Well, I better start doing that every week. I need to start doing that and maybe give up, um, you know, going to the movies or, or spending frivolously or whatever. But there's, there's action. Action beats anxiety every single time. The other one is do something nice for somebody else. Somebody told me that not too long ago. That is the truth is doing somebody, something nice or thoughtful for somebody else takes the focus off myself and puts it on somebody else. And uh, that's a, another way to shove it to anxiety, you know. So, again, I'm not dealing with the clinical anxiety. I'm just talking about the little anxious stuff that we all face um, and, and how to kind of nip that in the bud. The next one is anger. Oh, my gosh. I've come across so many dudes that have anger problems. And guess what? 
I'm no different than every other guy. Anger always seems to stem from the, the fact that we can't control something or something seems unfair to us. But hey, the reality is life's not fair. That's why we practice self-defense. That's why we try to be good family protectors because we know life isn't fair. People try to do unfair things to us and we circumvent that by being a better protector. Well, same thing in jobs, you know, People get really angry because, and I do too, when somebody tries to do something underhanded to you in business or, you know, whatever reason, somebody's being unfair to you or there's a situation where you can't control and you feel the responsibility can, to control it. Like, God forbid one of your kids get a um, an illness, a long-term illness or a terminal illness. I mean, there's, there's things that are real that you know anger comes up because men want to be good protectors they want to control situations to protect those that they love and and i think down deep down inside every one of us knows that you know we should treat people fairly so when you feel like you've been wronged you know you get angry so but that anger constant anger is just uh us men we got to find a way to deal with it in an appropriate way and i think one of those things that's been for me is admitting that something makes me angry. Now, it was kind of funny. I'm a little bit embarrassed, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. I got on the phone accidentally with somebody that I wasn't expecting to answer the call. And um, when I was trying to talk to another party, they were kind of rude to me. And I, my wife made fun of me a bit. She, I told her, I was like, can you believe that person was so rude to me? You know, and I, I was a nice guy and I, I took the high road anyway and I handled the situation on the phone or whatever. But it was so silly because usually I let that stuff go. And for some reason, I don't know if it was a stress level that day or whatever it was, I couldn't let it go. And I, I brought it up to my wife again. I said, can you believe that? And she goes, you know, I'm kind of surprised at you. You're being a little oversensitive, don't you think? You know, and I, I smiled and I knew she was right. And, um, you know, it's a small thing, but that's that's how anger creeps in. It's we sit there and go, how dare they? How dare they do that? You know, I, I'm a nice guy. I'm trying to do a nice thing here and, and you're being rude to me, you know, and that's that's that sense of wrong. And if we don't check that ego, that's sometimes how that anger creeps in. You know, they're. What's interesting about all these things is ego, anxiety, anger, apathy, and vices all can be intertwined, which is a really dangerous cocktail. Um, and I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, okay. One of the best things, though, is definitely check the ego. Um, you know, you can't, you can't think higher than yourself than what you are, man. People, people can get angry with you just like you can get angry with them. And uh, I'm constantly having to watch myself. That's that's my thing. I gotta constantly uh, focus on um, you know, the fact that I can be triggered to get angry, and uh, how do I deal with that? You know, I don't think it's a matter of stuffing your anger and saying, "Oh, I'm not angry," when you really are. Right? That's how people blow up and say and do stupid things. I think the thing is to sit, sit there, uh, like I did the other day, and like this is silly. I realize I'm angry about this. And I should not be letting this affect me in this way. And kind of laugh at yourself a bit, you know, if you can, right? The other thing is definitely talking to other people, finding somebody that you can be vulnerable with and sit there and say, hey, I think I've got an anger problem. 
and I think it could cloud my decision making in a split second. Everybody wants to be able to say the the right comeback at the right time and say something witty in a in a discussion, an argument, or an altercation, but that's that's um, that's not the best thing. The best thing is to be clear that a situation is making you angry, and you've got to calm your situation down. And uh, I've struggled with that through the years. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to point that finger at me. I've really struggled with that. Um, so again, I'm going to I'm going to give some uh, some uh, help at the end here for these things. Another thing is apathy. You know, I another thing I, I've watched um, kind of men in general do is just kind of zone out, get so embedded in sports and just lazy lifestyle that they become apathetic to whatever's going around or they see that they can't control um, a situation. So they just become apathetic and no longer care. Maybe it's a marriage going down the tubes. Maybe it's um, their kids um, not respecting um, the good advice that they're giving, you know, or um, a bad relationship or a bad job. And they go, you know what? Screw it. I just don't care anymore. And um, hey, this is another thing. In situations where I couldn't control it, I, I tell myself sometimes that, well, I don't care. Fine. I don't care. The reality is we do care. Now we've just decided to lay down and just let whatever happens, happens. And that can be dangerous too. So maybe you sit there and say, well, our country's going to crap and, you know, I can't have any positive effects. So you try, you stop trying to affect others in a positive way or for, um, you know, maybe conservative values or whatever, you know, fill in the blank, whatever your passion is, whatever you think is good for humanity, um, you know, and you just stop caring. And that's, that's dangerous too, because as family protectors, um, if you get apathetic or even complacent, you stop training, you know, you stop trying to help others that are getting into being better family protectors or responsible gun ownership or all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it just, it's another little disease out there. Um, and I keep pointing the finger at men because I'm a man, right? I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm a man. That's what God created me. And I can't speak from the point, point of view of women. Um, I'm not in tune with their, their issues the same way. We're, we're kind of made differently, right? Um, so when I say these and I keep pointing the finger at men, that's just because I am one and I've experienced all these things. And I'm just trying to share as kind of a, a peer, like, hey, how, how have I dealt with these things to be better? Or how do I continue to try and deal with these things to be better? Because uh, I'm definitely not a perfect person. Um, so, you know, one of the indications of apathy is, hey, loss of purpose. What is your purpose here? You know, is it is it to just be the best version of yourself possible? Nah, I think honestly what, what hit me is when I started having some huge medical issues, it scared me and it, it made me realize that I'm only renting this body. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be in this body forever. You know, whatever your thoughts are on eternity, this body is finite. And the only thing that I can do that lasts is a purpose invested in other people that are going to outlive me. It's, they call that a legacy, right? So um, 
just everything I do, how I talk to people, uh, basically caring about other people around me um, because I know that what I say and what I do to them is going to outlive me. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow, but I'd really hope that the impact that I had on my kids, my friends, people that I've helped train in responsible firearm ownership so they can better protect their family, you know, that they would remember and then pass that down the, the line. And I, I think that's important for those that are interested in legacy. So apathy is definitely something that, um, you know, is, is dangerous to the family protector. And the opposite of that is focusing on legacy. How do you want to be remembered and what do you want to be remembered for? What's going to last? What's going to matter, right? Um, so that's what I focus on. That's what I try to. The fifth thing. Oh, my gosh. This is vices. What is your vice? Everybody's got a vice. Some of them are really kind of like, ooh, that's uh, that's kind of taboo. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Other things are just kind of accepted like, oh, my vice is overeating. And, you know, it's just kind of accepted that, oh, that's one of those vices that people deal with. But, I mean, it could be everything from, especially with men. And I'll give you a second before I say what I'm going to say in case there's kids around listening. Um, but I think this is so important. So, um, you know, pause it if you got kids around. I'm not going to use any foul language, but I do want to be real with you. So, um, definitely drugs and alcohol, right? Um, when you start altering the mind, I know there's folks out there that say, oh, I think, you know, this amount of mind-altering drugs are okay, and to what degree, right? So I'm literally sitting here having a beer while I'm talking to you, and therefore I could maybe be a hypocrite because there's alcohol in that beer. Um, so where is your line? You're going to have to determine that for you. I'm not trying to do that right now. I'm just saying there are those that abuse alcohol. And for me, any recreational drug use to me is drug abuse. That's where the line is for me. So I'll have a beer. I don't think it's okay for me to get drunk. Um, and because I have a family to protect, I can have a beer and be fine and legally go drive a car after a beer, right? Um, I can still protect my family after a beer, okay? Um, but I probably shouldn't be carrying a gun after a beer. So again, where is the line? You have to determine that for yourself. But vices, man, that aside, there are so many people that abuse alcohol and now recreational drugs as they're becoming more and more rampant. And there's the excuse why. Um, it's okay, but let's look at the vet, the reason why. Why are we... Why are we as a culture escaping normal uh, consciousness? Why do we have to change our consciousness? And I think it's rooted in escapism, which is tied to anxiety, anger, uh, maybe apathy, loss, loss of purpose there. And so that escapism in the drugs and alcohol um, item there becomes a dependency. Now there's other stuff like sexual addiction, um, overeating, lack of eating, right? Trying, I mean, I can't tell you how many people on the West Coast, not to pick on the West Coast, but um, that are, are doing uh, just this uh, starvation diet, right? And, and so that's not healthy either, but you know, those can be vices, right? Because they, they end up help us trying to escape something we're afraid of. And 
then it becomes a dependency. And that dependency is an outlook that shapes our outlook. And man, from there, the values. Values change when our outlook is uh, is shaped in a good way or in a bad way. And I'm I'm concerned about men out there, right? Because, man, when we get into gambling addiction, sexual addiction, whether it's pornography, um, drugs and alcohol, um, even work addiction, you know, that could be dangerous too. Work addiction? Oh my gosh. That's... Um, so many men out there and it's and it's hard man believe me you sit there at the end of the day it's like i've got just two more things to pound out two more things i can get done and and that your family sitting there going hey dad i want to go on a walk with you i want to play with you i want to and no i just need five more minutes i need five more minutes and um that walk never happens right so it's not always the taboo uh sexual uh, addiction, drug addiction. Sometimes it's stuff that's just like, oh, that's unfortunate. And, and we just kind of look back at it, but it's no different as far as detrimental effect on ourselves, how, what we value, right? Um, and, and then when the values change, so does our perception as to what's worth protecting and to what level, right? Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm really kind of like <laughs> out on a limb here talking about some deep stuff, but I don't know. I, I think I think software is just as important as hardware. So I do these reviews on a pistol, but at the same time, I'm concerned about all those family protectors because I got to tell you, I think the better of a family protector and provider um, you all are, I think it makes our society safer and if our society safer you have an intrinsic um, or a trickle-down effect on my family safety um, and I don't know it's just kind of laid on my heart I've, I've seen enough guys talk about this stuff I've seen enough men be affected by vices apathy anger anxiety and ego and then I just kind of felt like hey man I want to talk about this I want to be real um, now here's the good thing I've seen a lot of guys also stuff their ego, you know, like literally kill their ego, take um, like a horrible insult in a workplace or at a, at a social gathering or whatever. And instead of reacting, like just showing like, and I, I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy just like stood up like he was uh, um, some giant inside him you know because he didn't he didn't react um to somebody insulting him or you know there's a really anxious situation going where somebody's you know somebody's lost somebody so very important in their life and they sit there and they be a rock you know they're suffering um but they they're a rock for everybody else around them and uh or or you know somebody does something horrible to somebody and they have every bit of a right to be angry and just maniacal and they're calm and they're focused on other people first or those guys that are really driven on a purpose for just helping other people you know um, and then there's the folks I've known these people in my life that have suffered truly become addicted to vices to vices and kicked it 
and never stopped fighting day after day after day to kick vices, um, whether it be alcoholism, drugs, or anything else. You know, so I'm encouraged. Um, and instead of focusing on, well, don't do this, I always try to look to the guys around me um, that I see and I pick out little things that, oh, this guy does this really well, this guy does that really well, and celebrate those guys um, and let them know, hey, man, I just saw you like totally not go all egocentric and just like let that situation go. And I'm impressed. That took strength. And uh, you encouraged me. You know, we got to encourage each other as, as family men and family protectors and family women and uh, family women protectors, right? Um, we got to build each other up uh, because, look, you know, you take, again, you look at this country, you know, it's it's being torn apart by politics. And I think there, there are those out there that are purposely trying to tear apart the fabric of our country and keep people divided and at each other's throats and stuff like that, because those type of people are then easier to control, right? And man, there's one thing that rulers and, and uh, you know, those type of people love and that's power you know so let's let's take the power back by controlling how we act how we treat each other and what goes on between our ears i'm gonna try and do that better i told you i know this is running long i'm at like 33 minutes here yikes um but i'm on a roll and i just feel good talking about this with you so two books that have completely helped me um in my outlook you know, and the one, I know there's going to be some folks out there that roll their eyes. Okay. The Holy Bible has definitely helped me. That's not a surprise. I told you all I was a Christian, right? Okay. There's with, yeah, great. Go read the whole Bible this week and all your problems will be cured, right? No, that's not what I'm saying, right? I think the Bible is most effective when you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and uh, you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. I think that speaks to, to folks. Uh, but even if you're not a Christian, there's there's two books that can help you. And the first one I think is so important is the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. So whether you're, um, you know, the, the Jewish folks and Christians alike, um, you know, uh, have the, the that in common, right? They, they hold the Old Testament in the same common value. Um, and so the book of Proverbs, man, it is just packed with wisdom about how to handle life. So even if you're not um, a Christian, I mean, you can just take so much knowledge out of that um, on the the tr tried and true benefits of handling and how to handle these things. Um, ego, anxiety, anger, apathy, and vices. Um, it's just good stuff, right? And then, of course, all throughout the Bible. Um, those concepts are, are intertwined. And I believe that's because it's inspired by the creator of the universe. So just like mathematics, gravity, and physics, um, if you write the rules of those good things, um, you know, we, we have a benefit there in text form. It's like uh, God texted us or something, right? So there's that. Now that works for me. Maybe you have another book. Maybe there's some other holy book that uh, that you have, and feel free to drop a comment. What's what? What text do you read? How do you 
How do you gain knowledge um, in these areas and be better at what you're at? The other book is Extreme Ownership um, by Jocko. Uh, definitely changed my my outlook. Um, and former Navy SEAL, um, I, I think he was in the same outfit as Chris Kyle. Um, and just the concepts in how to own responsibility for what goes on around us. Not meaning, not meaning everything is your fault, but meaning that you take responsibility for what is yours to take responsibility for. Oh my gosh. About five years ago, a mentor, um, passed that book on to me and it changed how I operated in business. It changed how I operated, not completely, but to a degree in my marriage. Um, and it just made me think of things on a, on a different level. And if you've never read that book before, oh my gosh, you're interested in protecting your family, being a better protector and provider, whew, read that book for sure. You're going to love it and you're going to reread it. And, um, you know, you're going to encourage other folks to read that book too. It, it works whether you're in business or whether you're just, um, you know, uh, just trying to be a better family protector, just better family person in, in general. And uh, so, yeah, those are my two my two gifts <laughs> to you or my two advice uh, pieces to you. If you've got a book, you've got something that really jumped out and kind of changed not only your life for the better, but consequently changed other lives through you, I'd love to hear about it. And uh, again, go over to Family Man Tactical on Facebook there. I'm reinventing the website right now. And when I rebuild that, you know, I'll, um, I'll put a comment section in there too. So, hey, um, just a quick note. So we do, we do have a couple sponsors of the show now. So I have to, I have to mention them. Um, the first one is a company called Fast Tracks. Um, and they're helping folks build small businesses, businesses online that will either supplement their, their uh, regular income or help them change career paths and get into online businesses. The thing about online businesses is there's so many out there that claim to make you rich overnight. Um, where do you, what do you do? What do you, you know, what's real, what's not, what's the business model? Um, I offered some free training in the show notes there um, by Fast Tracks. It's like a two hour training, um, the one I went through. I'm not gonna recommend a company that I have not tried. Um, and I do know a bit about online uh, business building and marketing and all that sort of stuff. And I really feel that it's important to try these things out before I recommend them to folks. Um, it's just an integrity thing. So anyway, Take a look. If you if you think for a second, hey, I'd like to have my own business where I'd like to supplement my income or completely replace it, check it out. Um, it's again Fast Tracks, and the it's the free training is in the show notes there. Um, my link will get you the free training there, so that's good. And then as other opportunities come up and sponsors. Um, for helping us be better uh, family providers or protectors. I'll go ahead and list them, whether, whether I'm an affiliate or not. Um, another one that I really like 
I'm completely unaffiliated from is the Warrior Poet Society Network. We have similar missions in life um, as far as what we what we think um, and trying to better other family protectors. Uh, the man's name is John Lovell, um, and I will put a link in the show notes there as well. Those folks are super efficient at getting getting folks from zero to 60 um, on how to run their firearms and uh, some other really cool skill sets um, that apply to a family protector. And that subscription's $99 a year. Again, I don't get anything from recommending that to you. I'm just going to tell you, I'm a member. There are three rifle classes, there are three pistol courses, and all the other fun, entertaining stuff from a conservative, um, dude-centric mindset that's pretty mostly um, the language, at least on John Lovell's channel of that subscription, is real clean so you can play it around your family. Um, And uh, it just, it's good stuff, so... I'll recommend that in the show notes. So next time, I know this has been long. This is the longest podcast I've done, but man, this is such a such an important topic. And I care about good, good men out there in our country. We need more of them. And uh, I think that's why I've spent so much time on this. So next up, I'm going to probably next week, I'm going to do a rundown of my couple weeks with the Springfield Hellcat and Holosun 507K mounted on top. Um, I'm going to outline my first trip to the range, uh, what it was like, and I've been carrying this for a couple weeks and what I think about it. Um, I'm going to tell you, kind of spoiler alert, I love it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love the Springfield Hellcat. I thought I wouldn't like it. I thought I would never carry a red dot on my pistol. Oh my gosh, I got some stuff to talk about with you folks. Uh, So yeah, that's coming up probably next week if I get ambitious enough, maybe this weekend. But work has been going like crazy. And, um, you know, I got to make sure my family's provided for first um, and then talk to y'all. Look, I want to say it. I'm going to say it every single time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for supporting this brand. If you want to support this brand further, Go on Facebook, give the Family Man Tactical uh, page uh, a like, and share it. It's all I'm asking you to do. You don't even have to say anything. Just hit that like button and uh, share it on your page. And that gets me out there. I'm telling you, this brand is not designed to make me a bunch of money. It's out there kind of as a mission, um, doing my part to spread... um, the mission of supporting other family protectors, getting other people into responsible gun ownership, getting them into training martial arts, um, and having fun with the family while doing that. It doesn't have to be this jacked up, um, you know, tough guy thing. It can be fun, but serious when it needs to be serious, right? Um, Thank you so much. I hope you all have a blessed rest of your week. Um, I'm still breathing. Man, I'm in good shape. The sun's shining outside right now. Um, I still have three quarters of a beer to finish. And uh, I'm looking forward to spending family time tonight. So y'all have a good rest of the week. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.